Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com for the final day of the fall meet. Don Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. We'll take a look at the late pick forward. Jim, it includes two stakes races, so we'll take a look at those to begin with. The eighth is the second leg of the pick four. It's the grade three Bryan Station on the turf at a mile. Three-year-olds here and uh, more than looks the favorite. I think is going to scratch out of here from what I've read and run in the Breeders' Cup next week. So talk of the nation is going to be a huge favorite in here. So how do you see the Bryan Station? Uh, it goes through talk of the nation. And, and this horse uh, was so impressive at Kentucky Downs, uh, coming off a couple of seconds in a list of stakes at Monmouth and, and then the uh, Manila at Belmont. Um, but this horse, uh, more than looks, beat him at Belmont. But this horse moved really forward in the gun runner at Kentucky Downs for a big purse. And Shug McGahee, we were just talking before we started recording it, won a nice race at the end of the day on Thursday. And so he's got two wins for the meet, and I think this is going to be his third. I, I really can't see more than looks was the only horse that I thought uh, I was going to take both of them in the big four. But with the news that more than looks is scratching out to go to the Breeders' Cup, which is a big step up for him, but he's in great form right now. Don't blame Cherie at all. And um, if you get past Talk of the Nation, you want to play an exacta. I think uh, Gigante for Asmussen coming out of the Virginia Derby was kind of a disappointment, but going back to the Secretariat, won a great two at Colonial, so fits this class well. Uh, Dude in Colorado for Pletcher and, and Pratt is interesting. Coming out of Indiana, ran behind Gigante and Mostache. And then Mostache uh, is another horse. I think any of these horses that run that have run close to 90 have got a shot. Uh, a praise on the outside for Tyler Gaffleone and Chad Brown. All those horses have a shot, but I think Talk of the Nation wins this race. And uh, I'm, I'm really sorry that more than looks scratched out because I thought it was going to be a great two-horse race. Yeah, and I was actually looking forward to betting Talk of the Nation because I thought more than looks would go off as the favorite, and I might get two to one on Talk of the Nation. Not going to get anywhere close to that now. And uh, I'm going to single Talk of the Nation when we get to the pick four, but I can't make a case to beat him. And then you make uh, the point about the others. It's uh, a could be a really good fight for second, which might make you know a, might lead to some decent exacta possibilities if you want to lean heavily on Talk of the Nation. So look at some of those. Smoky Mandate, I think, has competed well against uh, Talk of the Nation, but just hadn't doesn't look like he can beat him. But um, you know, if he gets away at a little bit of a price, you might look at that one underneath as well as the ones that uh, Jim mentioned. The ninth race, the final stake of the meet, is the Grade Two Haggard Fayette at a mile and an eighth for three-year-olds and up. And I think this uh, shapes up as a really interesting race to handicap. And um, I ended up with Dash Attack on top. Uh, the horse comes off a 101 buyer fig on the 28th in the race at Churchill Downs. I think this is a horse they clearly had a high opinion of early, and I just think maybe it's finally putting it all together. Came out of that race to work 46-4, and four, the McPeak Barnes heating up. John Velasquez shows up to ride this horse. He's an excellent speed rider, and you got to get this horse out, which he went wire-to-wire -wire last time. And you could think, well, it was a you know wire-to-wire -wire win. Maybe the buyer's not legit. But I, I just watching the way that he did it, and uh, he rebroke at the top of the stretch when it looked like they might pass him, galloped out strong, trained well after that. So I just think Dash Attack is peaking, and so I'm going to – take a shot on the horse with the highest buyer in the field. Otherwise, Film Star ahead next with a couple of wins and a second in the last three. 
trademark has steadily improved. Just missed last time at Churchill and Vicki Oliver's Barnes had a really good fall meet. So I think trademark's a big player has run well at Keeneland, uh, best actor, not a great post, but, uh, ran a 97 buyer last time for Brad Cox. So I could go even deeper, but I'm going to stick with those four and took a uh, dash attack on top. How'd you see the Fayette? Well, I thought this one was wide open. Uh, and I think I did read yesterday that Filmstar is going to run in New York rather than running this race. So I think Filmstar is going to scratch out the Fayette. Um, so I didn't, I didn't use him. I thought he obviously fit on class. Um, this was a, a, a tough one for me. I went with Law Professor for Rob Atris and uh, for Ron Drew. This is the first uh, horse that Rob has sent down here. He's been a really good trainer in the New York circuit. And this horse comes out of Woodward where he finished uh, right behind Filmstar um, off a long layoff. He was off from May to October. Should move forward in his second start. And he's got consistent 98, 97, 95 buyers in his back pocket. And Giroux takes them out. Uh, I think he's got a shot at 8-1. to one. I think Trademark's got a big shot for Vicky Oliver. Uh, seems like her horse has always run well at Keeneland. This horse had, had a second Lucas Classic last time out at a mile and eight. Best actor for Cox, for Cox and Pratt on the outside. Got a shot. Um, giant game for Dale Romans and Joel Rosario. Uh, came out of the Charlestown Classic. Did run very well there at 2-1. to one. Um, Maybe just didn't like the bull ring. But going back, this horse could have the controlling speed in this race coming out of Prairie Meadows and Saratoga where he got the lead at the Whitney at 20-1, to 1, didn't hold on, but he kept the lead in the Cornhusker. So this is a lot softer spot than the Great one Whitney. So I think Giant Game may take him a long way on the lead. And Il Muacalo, Muacalo for Antonio Sano again. I think if this is his first horse here. Uh, Saez takes them out. And this, well, Saez rode this horse in the Smarty Jones at Parks, and he won by three lengths over a nice field. So uh, I think he's wide open. I think he can go as deep as you want to go in here, but I think I'm going probably six deep. All right, let's go back to the start of the late pick four. It is an allowance optional claimer, race seven, three and up, seven furlongs. Traeger, probably a big favorite in here. How did you see the seventh? I got a big question mark on Traeger simply because he's been off uh, since January. And obviously the horse is going really well then. Uh, won a race at Santa, Santa, Santa Anita, um, an $80,000 optional claimer. They're putting her into a $150,000 optional claimer coming back. And I've just got a big question mark coming off that layoff, shipping from the West Coast, first time in Kentucky. Um, he may be a favorite, but I'm going to try to beat him here with a horse that ran here in the Phoenix that I thought was overmatched in that race and now getting back to a, a level that he should be able to handle. And that's Dr. Oscar. Um, coming out of Canterbury, um, the horse has just got a 102 buyer, a couple back, and then a 98 buyer. A lot of early speed. Could not get the lead in the Phoenix. And, again, he was up against a lot of really nice horses there. So uh, I think he's going to come bounce back off that. He's got an advantage of a race over the track. Not something that you see a lot of Keelan. So I'm going to go with Dr. Oscar here at 9-2. Who used pro-oxidant for Luis Saez and Keneally if you Go all line to that Charlestown race, the 92 buyer at Churchill last time out in an optional $100,000 race and beat Chasing Time, who's um, who comes back in this race. I'm also going to use Chasing Time. Um, ran okay at Kentucky Downs, only got beat five links in a big allowance race there. We use Obesos on the outside for Greg Foley and Tyler Gaffleone. Tyler riding for the uh, riding title and put a 
big dent in it yesterday on, on Thursday, getting three wins. So uh, this horse certainly fits coming out of the ACAC. And then uh, I think that was probably it. I'm going to go five deep in here. I'm going to take a chance on beating Traeger. He may be eight to five and blow him off the off their feet, but I, I think he's got a big question mark coming off that long layoff. I went with Traeger mainly because the Bark Glatz barn has just been on fire out at Santa Anita. And they shipped one horse in here and uh, nearly won, and purses obviously are, are huge here. So I, I think this is just a barn that's, that's hot, and uh, they saw a chance to uh, pick off a nice purse here with Traeger. Uh, Pratt riding. Uh, I thought was uh, significant because he's a guy who was used to be based in Southern California, probably rode for uh, Mark Latt a good bit. So they reunite. And so I ended up, couldn't get past Traeger in here. I thought Top Gunner was uh, worth a shot for John Ortiz. Has back class, and I know they thought this horse was training really well coming into the uh, Phoenix and then had some trouble at the start. So maybe forgive that, think this horse could uh, run back to his best efforts of the past, and if so, could uh, certainly have a say as far as one of the underneath slots. Uh, Fortin Hill has run well here and at seven furlongs, chasing time I used for the Asmussen Barn. They've had a really good meet, and this horse had a 97 buyer, three starts back. Uh, could uh, go deeper here as far as the uh, the underneath part, but I like Traeger a lot, so I'm going to lean heavily on him in the pick four. Uh, but uh, I think it's really uh, wide open after that, kind of like we were talking about the Talk of the Nation race. The 10th race concludes the meet and the late pick four for two-year-old maidens at a mile and a 16th on the turf. And I thought this was um, a lot of horses with a shot in here. I, I took Sheriff Joe on top. I thought he finally got to do what he wants to do, go long on the turf last time, and uh, didn't get a great trip. He was wide when you needed to be inside. Uh, Rosario takes the mount on this horse, and I think he could be a good fit for Sheriff Joe. Uh, deadpan. Caught a good one in uh, his debut, so he could have a license to run a much better race. Active Mutiny, it's uh, Suge and Pratt, so I couldn't resist that combo. Vera Cruz, it I think uh, is an interesting long shot play in here for the McPeak Barn. As we said, they've been uh, their horse has been firing in recent days, and this horse has taken a lot of money in all three starts. So they must think there's some ability there, and maybe this will be the time when it all comes together. Vivaldi is uh, Chad Brown out on the outside. So those were the five I had written down. I'm actually going to use all when I get to my pick four ticket. But how did you see the 10th? <laughs> I thought about all. Uh, it's going to get too expensive a ticket. So I think Act of Mutiny is probably going to be the favorite here with Shug McGahee and, and Flavian Pratt. And this horse ran behind uh, Palm Tree and Committee of One, who's already come back and won from that Kentucky Downs race on September 7th. So, Act of Mutiny finished third, uh, was stuck down on the rail, <clears throat> was 14 links back at the first call, and only got beat four and a half. So, showed some ability adapting to that strange turf course at Kentucky Downs and improved his buyer from 57 to 68. So, I think if you're going with one or two horses here, you got to use Act of Mutiny simply because of Shug, uh, Flavian Pratt, and the fact that that race came back really strong with um, with committee of one backing up the second-place finish. And this horse was actually the favorite at Kentucky Downs. Um, I'm going to use Deadpan, the horse you mentioned, <coughs> excuse me, for Mark Cassie and Florence Giroux. I'm going to use Vivaldi for Chad Brown and Tyler Gaffleon. And then a couple that you didn't mention, Tricari is a first-time starter for Grand Motion. And this horse has had a lot of, uh, of works getting ready uh, up in Maryland. So uh, 
Instagram motions. Only 11% first-time starters, but getting Johnny V here uh, stuck on the rail. I don't really like that uh, for a first-time starter, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a shot. And then the other one uh, that I don't think you mentioned is Mo Caliente for uh, Rusty Arnold and Jose Ortiz. And Rusty usually wins one or two. And and going into um, Friday's card, he's 0 for 15 at Keeneland. So maybe he waits to the very last race and gets this horse up. And the horse has some ability. Only only got beaten neck at uh, Churchill in his maiden special weight last time out. So I'm going to go those five, but I could be talked into going a lot more if I had the money. Let's go to the pick four ticket construction. Uh, I, as I said, like Traeger a lot. So I'm just going to take Traeger and then add, add Top Gunner off the back class angle. So two there, two and eight. Then I'm going to single talk of the nation. So that gives me a little extra money to play with in the back half of the late pick four. I took four, 10, 11, 12 in the Fayette. You mentioned film star is going to scratch and stay in New York. So I'm going to add giant game with that early speed for the Romans barn to my ticket in the pick four for the Fayette leg. So four, 10, 11, four, excuse me, four, 10, 11, 12, and then all in the last leg. So a $48 ticket, if my math is correct, two, eight with one, with four, 10, 11, 12, with all. How about you? That was easy to remember. I also single talk the nation in the second leg, but I went five by six by five, I think. So two, four, six, seven, nine, with one, with four, seven, eight, 10, 11, 12, with one, five, eight, 11, 12. And that is a $75 ticket, and hopefully I'll wind up the meet on a good note. Hopefully everybody does. Uh, next week, we'll be back. We'll have podcasts for the Friday Breeders' Cup card and then for all the uh, Breeders' Cup races on Saturday as well. So uh, it, uh, we'll have uh, multiple podcasts again next week. So make sure you join us for that. We're Jim Goodman. I'm Tom Leach. We will wish you good luck from the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com.